one of the things we had to learn about when we first got started with our little homestead business um, is, is all the different rules and regulations pertaining to the things uh, we, we can or cannot legally do or the things we can or cannot legally sell being a home-based business. Of course, when, when Amy and I first started out, we, we had so many plans, so many ideas. Uh, we, we had so many options in terms of things we knew we had the ability to produce and were fairly confident we'd be successful in marketing and, and actually turning a profit on, only to have a wet blanket thrown on a lot of our ambitions when we finally saw all of the red tape that our state laws apply in this area. Um, it was a a big snap back to reality when we realize there are several rules to follow when it comes to selling things like eggs and meat and produce and, and homemade foods and, and baked goods and such. Sometime I may get on here and comment on uh, what the different rules are for things like egg, meat, and produce. Um, in, in this video though, or this audio, if you're listening by a podcast, uh, what I want to do here is specifically address the law regarding uh, what are generally known as cottage foods, which, which are simply foods, uh, f food items produced in a person's home. Now, we're in Arkansas, so if you live in a, in a different state, you're going to have to look up what the laws are where you live. And, and on that point, I can say that while Arkansas isn't the most restrictive state when it comes to cottage foods, it's not, it's not the most accommodating either. So... Um, you just have to check where you live and, and keep a pulse on your state legislature. Um, and, and by the way, I, I also need to say I'm not a lawyer um, by any means. I, I'm not a state official. If you want the final word on anything on this topic, you need to do your own research. You need to make your own phone calls. Um, if, if you have specific questions that you need answered, you can always call the Arkansas Department of Health or even the, the UA, U of A Division of Agriculture, which has a lot of information on this. So what I'm just saying is, uh, please don't quote me as an authority. Um, but, but I can try to share with you, though, some of the, the basics of what I understand about our cottage food laws here in Arkansas, as I've tried to familiarize them um, for the benefit of our business. Uh, I, I titled this with the description, 2020 Edition. Uh, even, even though I understand the most recent changes to the law happened back in 2019, and as far as I know, uh, that there haven't been... Um, any changes to the law since then. Uh, but, but still, I'm using the title 2020 just because that's the year I'm recording this and because uh, what, what I want to do here is, is give you an overview of the law up to the present day. And, and then in the future, I can always get on here again and, and do another edition if, uh, if and when other changes are made to the law. Actually, at the end of this video, I can share with you one interesting development that has come up in 2020 with the rise of, of COVID-19. Uh, and though it is an, an, an official change to the law, uh, it, it is definitely a more flexible tone coming from one of the prominent voices on cottage food expectations in Arkansas. I'll give you, I'll give you that at the end. Uh, but, but to give you a broad overview right now of, of the cottage food law um, up to today, uh, what we've got to do is turn back the clock before 1953 when opportunities to sell home, homemade products from homesteads like ours looked a lot different than it does today. Uh, at, at the time, there was, there was hardly any restriction uh, for, for uh, home-based businesses. Entrepreneurs had a wide berth to do as, 
as they please. Granted, in, in those days, there was also plenty of opportunity for foodborne illnesses uh, to, to be widespread. Uh, illnesses like norovirus, salmonella, E. coli, listeria, uh, clostridium, uh, botulism were, were all uh, far more commonplace when, when food makers could get away with making, preserving, transporting, and selling their food products any way they saw fit. Um, all of that was the case until Arkansas passed Act Number 415, known as the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act in 1953. Uh, for, for the first time with that act, allowing the health department to license and inspect all food establishments, presumably including home-based food establishments as well. And on a positive note, I can say that that, that, that landmark law resulted um, in an immediate improvement in Arkansas's public health and life expectancy rates. So, so in that sense, all of the new regulations were understandable and much appreciated. Um, as, a, as a customer, you're, you're able to enjoy your meal a lot better knowing that what you're eating is safe and is unlikely to kill you, <laughs> right? Um, the, the negative side to it, though, is, is that whenever the state enforces safety, what happens? Well, inevitably, it also strips away some of your freedom. Uh, Benjamin Franklin and, and other founding fathers warned us all about that. Uh, but, but while the 1953 food law did improve health and, and uh, safety, it also made things a lot harder for entrepreneurs to do business, especially uh, when, when many of those regulations were more precautionary in nature than they were necessary. Uh, personally, I, I, see, I can see the need for um, expecting certain standards and practices, though, though in a perfect world or even in, a, in, in just a free world, my preference would be uh, rather than forcing these kinds of things, to find a better way to educate and equip consumers and producers, allowing them to, uh, to make some of their own decisions in this area. It, it makes me a little uncomfortable thinking we have now created a food police uh, who can tell us what we can or can't eat. Uh, but, but regardless of the pros and cons, Arkansas Food Act was established. Then years later, in 2011, the Arkansas legislature eventually passed Act Number 72, uh, which finally exempted cottage food operations, farmers markets, and other similar food sale entities from permit requirements. This, of course, was a, a big relief to home business owners because the act defined cottage food operations as, quote, any person who produces food items from their home that aren't potentially hazardous. The cottage food law was, was a big step in the state's removal of a lot of the red tape it had placed over an entrepreneur's home kitchen. It wasn't a, a total removal of the red tape, though, because the list of items it was permitted to make and sell um, had, had its own limits. The law restricted the list of qualified food items to include uh, bakery products, candy, fruit butter, jams, jellies, and similar products specified in rules adopted by the Department of Health. As I stated earlier, there, there are also some rules and, and allowances for things like eggs, meat, and produce, as well as um, things like maple syrup, sorghum, and honey, etc. Um, I, I'm leaving all of, of those out of this discussion, though, because while all of them are things that are home-produced, 
uh, th there are a couple of nuances that, that I think put them in a slightly different category than the basic cottage food list that I just mentioned. Regarding the, the basic cottage food list, the key restrictions on it is on food items that aren't, quote, potentially hazardous. How do you define what is potentially hazardous? Well, for that, you've got to go to the Department of Health, who define potentially hazardous foods, at least on a starting level, as any food that requires refrigeration or heat to remain safe. Um, th that, of course, comes as a huge disappointment to us because naturally one of my wife's specialties is her homemade pies and cheesecakes and uh, all her goodies with cream cheese frosting, which all require time in the fridge. Uh, she, she also has a knack for hot and ready meals like lasagnas and chicken pot pies and, 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 and other homemade dinners uh, that, that we know would be really popular were it not for this rule. So, unless you, you get a permit, you can't sell things that are time and temperature controlled, which you'll see referred to it as TCS items. That stands for Time and Temperature Controlled for Safety Items. Uh, re related to the T TCS restrictions, uh, you also can't use artificial sugars in your canned jams and jellies because of how those artificial sugars are understood to react in room temperature storage. Um, Speaking of, of home canning, most of, of what you can at home probably doesn't qualify as, cottage, as a cottage food, not because of the TCS requirements, but because of the essential conditions needed to kill bacteria in the canning process. For those who aren't familiar, it's, it's important to understand there are two general types of canning. The, the first is what's called water bath canning. Uh, which, is, which, which through the process of simple boiling is, is used to process and preserve your, your more naturally uh, high in acid foods. Um, the other canning method is called pressure canning, which can reach higher temperatures, making it ideal for your lower acid foods. All of that is important because the higher the acid level, the easier it is to kill off bacteria. Um, it also helps if, if the moisture content is low and pH levels um, are also important, hence why jams and jellies are allowed on the list, but why your canned soups and vegetables aren't. Um, our, our Arkansas also doesn't allow acidifying agents, so if it's not naturally high in acid, you can pretty much rule it out. Um, so the, the list the law outlines is the list you're, you're pretty much limited to. Other factors in the law include not only uh, what you can sell, but, but how you label it and where you can sell it. In terms of labeling, every cottage food item you're wanting to sell has to include on its package the following four things. Number one, the, the name of the product. Number two, the product's ingredients. Number three, your name and address. And number four, the words, this product is home produced in a 10-point font. The other thing to remember is you can't make any nutritional health benefit claims on that labeling. In terms of where you can sell your items, according to the old 2011 law, your options are either one, from your home, again, that, that's assuming your item was, was made at home, uh, which cottage food items have to be, two, a farmer's market, three, a, a county fair, or four, a special event. So as you can see, similar to the limits placed on what you can sell, Arkansas has pretty strict limits on where you can sell it, and I have more I want to say about that here in a second. But, but in a nutshell, everything we've covered so far is, 
is a basic summary of Arkansas's cottage food laws as it was enacted in 2011. And if it helps you to remember it, uh, you, you can think of the law in three simple parts. Number one, the list of allowed items. Number two, the labeling of those items. And number three, the locations uh, that they can be sold at. So the list, the labeling, the locations. A few years later, in 2017, uh, an amendment to the 2011 law was eventually made under uh, Act Number 399, which added one more thing to the list of products you're allowed to sell, and that is chocolate-covered fruit and berries that are, are not cut. For what it's worth, just, just remember, don't, don't put a stick or a toothpick in those berries, because once you do that, it's no longer considered an uncut fruit. I imagine for, for berry growers and chocolate lovers out there, this addition was a big win. Um, honestly, though, if you think about it, the addition is a big win for all cottage food sellers because even if your business doesn't sell uncut fruits, to see a loosening of restrictions uh, anywhere on the list is uh, a good omen for all of us. Hopefully it's a sign more things will eventually be added to the list someday. Uh, personally, Aim and I are holding out our hopes that things like salsas will one day be found worthy to sell from home because I'll tell you, my wife can make some good salsa and, and uh, not, not just salsa, but uh, there's, there's so much more she's good at making that would be wonderful to share with our customers if only they were allowed on the list. I know many of you business owners probably feel the same way. Well, the, the, the other thing the 2017 amendment did was add to the list of locations you're allowed to sell at to include now online farmers markets. Um, here again, this is another great development, particularly for uh, farmers markets and, and those who sell through a farmers market, since so many customers do their shopping online these days. For cottage food sellers who don't sell through a farmers market, the amendment uh, doesn't change things much. Um, in, in fact, for them, it probably makes things a little Worse, because while you still have to conduct business by direct sale only methods, uh, now farmers markets can attract a much larger customer base, perhaps even stealing away some of your customers because of the convenience factor incentivizing them to, to shop online with them instead of the hassle of having to meet up in person with you. Um, and, and on this point, I'll go ahead and share with you uh, how we've gotten creative, having a desire to tap into an online customer base without using a farmer's market while still complying with Arkansas law. You, you just have to get creative. And again, as a disclaimer, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, uh, even though I did speak with a lawyer before trying this. So, so don't take my word for it. You, you need to do your own research. What we've done is, is gone ahead and created a catalog on our website of all our products without using an online farmer's market, but, uh, but we've limited that catalog strictly to marketing purposes, at least as it relates to our cottage food items. So instead of allowing our customers to complete their transactions on our site, because remember, according to the law, as it's enforced by the ADH, the restriction is on, quote, internet sales, and my understanding of a sale is defined by a formal transaction. Uh, so our customers, uh, what, 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 what they can do is submit tentative requests for an item online. We then follow up with them to arrange for the whole required direct in-person sale. W would it be easier to complete our sales online? Um, absolutely it would, but unfortunately that's not what the law allows. Uh, so a marketing submit your interest setup 
is the best we can do on, on our site. Um, I imagine it's, it's no different than, than advertising on social media, letting people respond to that and then working out a time to, to meet up with them in person. But then after 2017, the most recent amendment that we've seen is the 2019 amendment under Act Number 775, which adds to the list still one more location cottage foods can be sold at, which are pop-up shops pop-up shops. What's a pop-up shop? Well, according to the act, a pop-up shop is a a cottage food production operation selling items in an unaffiliated established business for a limited time period with the consent of the owner of the unaffiliated established business and the owner or employee of the cottage food production operation being present at the point of sale. Uh, What does that mean? Well, uh, what that means is a pop-up shop is you selling your stuff on location at some other business with their permission and with your direct participation for a limited time. The 2019 edition of pop-up shops, in my opinion, is, is even greater news for cottage food sellers than the 2017 amendment was for the simple fact that the 2019 amendment probably helps out a, a far larger number of people than the other changes. With pop-up shops, anyone can set up practically anywhere, assuming that location is its own brick-and-mortar business. I'm, I'm assuming brick-and-mortar is, is what they mean by established. The exact wording of the law is unaffiliated established business. I take that to mean any brick-and-mortar business that isn't your own. Folks, that's great. That, that gives you a lot of options. Um, s- sales at pop-up shops still have to be made directly. You're, you're not selling through the business. You're just selling at the business. The other thing to keep in mind is that by running a pop-up shop, the, the law states you open your home kitchen up to inspection uh, by the Department of, of Health should they require it, which um, in my humble opinion is a bit of a contradiction to the original law exempting a cottage food production operation from permit requirements in the first place. Regardless, if if you want to run a pop-up shop, you you accept the strings that come along with it. I think all of that is is a broad overview of Arkansas's cottage food law up to 2019. I promised I'd share just one other interesting development that has come about in 2020 with the rise of COVID-19, and that is the shutdown uh, or, or the limited access to a lot of farmers markets throughout the state. I imagine even for those who, who rely on the use of pop-up shops or fairs or other special events or even setting up from your own home are experiencing a major hit in customer traffic. I haven't seen all the guidelines for special arrangements coming out from those in charge, but I did see an article put out by U of A's Division of Agriculture that speaks to the issue, and and I feel that that offers cottage food businesses some much-needed easing of conscience when it comes to trying to balance a strict letter of the law versus spirit of the law approach to compliance. The article uh, written back in March puts it this way. It says, another pressing issue of uh, COVID-19 may be access to a market or selling your items. Most communities have shut down their markets or limited sales because of the prohibition on more than 10 people gathering. Right now is not the best time to invite customers to your home either. It then says, 
So if you feel compelled to continue your cottage food sales, consider using online advertising and create points of distribution for pickup with customers for a specific time. Notice that. It says, consider using online advertisement. That goes back to the strategy I mentioned before. And create points of distribution for pickup. I presume that to mean in addition to or other than um, your home, a farmer's market, a county fair, special event, or a pop-up shop. Uh, the, the, the advice is create your own point of distribution. That could be the use of a commuter lot or a church parking lot or curbside pickup option to make direct sales and handoffs to your customers. Again, that's, that's not the law as it's written, and I'm sure the, the article's author knows that. Uh, but, but there's an acknowledgement here that, that these are unusual times and there's got to be some flexibility. Just, just don't push your luck on it, right? Um, we all still have to obey the law as closely as we can if we want to stay out of trouble. Um, we can all hope, though, and maybe somebody out there who has the connections to do so can seek more changes in the law to provide greater allowances. My personal wish list would include uh, more allowed items to sell and more allowed locations to sell them. In fact, I'd even be happy with, with uh, U of A's points of distribution idea to be the norm. If nothing else, what I would really like is the ability to complete transactions online with my customers rather than just making arrangements for direct sales, which is, is, as you know, no guarantee of a sale at all, since customers can, can and often do change their mind when they realize all of the hoops they have to jump through in order to pick up their item. Uh, Oh, the joys of balancing public safety and personal freedom, right? Um, Well, I know that was a lot of information. Um, I'm hoping something in all of this is helpful to you. Subscribe to our channel uh, if you haven't already. If if there are changes to Arkansas's cottage food law, I'll try to put out an update for you. Um, Until then, thank you for watching this or listening if, if you're listening by podcast and God bless.